I am in the UK, Mark Lewis. You sure are. Uh, we are coming to you this evening from the same landmass. It's true. The same exact same time zone, time. same climate. Yes. And while here, I, I am currently in a little town called Bath. 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 <laughs> Uh, where I just, of course, as I like to do when I go to many places, went to, went on a ghost tour. I know you enjoy this and it's, uh, very interesting and peculiar to me that being a, a level-headed lady of science as you are, uh, yes. you still enjoy poking about cities looking for spirits of the dead. It's hilarious. I love it. Yeah. Is it's, this a good I one? I recognize it's a weird ism of mine, but I kind of I get just as much enjoyment out of like kind of quietly debunking things in my head as like one might get out of, you know, seeing an apparition when they take a picture or whatever, you know? So it's like okay, yeah. like obviously none of this stuff is real, but usually <laughs> You learn some interesting history, nonetheless, because, like, ghost stories are usually attached to some trauma that a place yeah. had, right? Like, oh, the plague happened here, or there were all these different kinds of deaths, you know? Everyone had tuberculosis, or there was a war or something. So, like, when you go on a ghost tour, sort of in spite of the topic, you usually yeah. learn something. You're going to learn something. You're going to have some fun. And you're there with others. yes. There with, with you know, you're there with others. I made a lot of friends uh, when I went to the one in Connecticut like a few months ago. Yes, you did. Friends who you're still in touch with now, yes? Yes, exactly. I even I sent them pictures from this ghost tour this evening. I was like, Beautiful. hey, you know, I, I never having been tour. on a ghost tour, it mm. feels to me as though the people that you're with, I mean, you'll have fun with them whether they are there in the hope that they'll see a ghost yeah. or not. Right. Because exactly. you'll either be on board with fellow skeptics or you'll be on board with fucking weirdos and both right. of that is fun. It's like absolutely a win-win Both of that situation. is fun. Both yeah. of that is fun. Listen, it's 11 p.m. here in the United yeah. Kingdom. It's, we're tired. Um, but yeah, so I went on this one in Bath. Uh, and let me tell you, Mark, this is an exception to that rule about how you'll okay. usually learn something when on a ghost <laughs> tour. Nice. <laughs> and let me just say... You know, if you're in Bath and you want to go on a ghost tour, it's super fun. Um, the woman who led our tour was hilarious and energetic. And that's also part of the fun of it is that everyone that who good. leads yeah. ghost yeah, yeah, tours yeah, 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 yeah. is so into it. So yeah. she had this character that she played, Mrs. Something or other. I can't remember what her her name was, you know. Oh, that's nice. Was she in character? And... She's in character the whole time. Mm, it's sort like of this that. like eternal that, witch like. lady who's been here throughout mm. the history of this city. Uh, and oh, were you so... were you kind of out and about in the town mi mixing with the just the people going about their daily business in Bath? I mean, of course, it's it's late at night and it's raining. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's mostly yeah. like every now and again, we would pass like a group of like 22 year olds going clubbing or whatever, <laughs> like, you know, in short dresses, like trying to get out of the rain. Um, yeah. A few times we passed some like boisterous boys who started making like ghost noises at us and stuff like that, you Good. know, which I had I've never experienced that in America. And multiple times heckled. people like heckled, while heckled the ghost tour. <laughs> Uh, which was kind of funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this, if you're going to Bath, I, I'm not saying I don't recommend this tour. Bath. Just let me yeah. get that caveat 
Did you just correct my pronunciation again? No, no, no. Oh, no. I thought you just said it again. I was like, I'm sorry, but I can't say both. <laughs> it's going to sound ridiculous. Um, if you're going, it's a really fun ghost tour. It's a good time. It is absolute bullshit. <laughs> like, mm. from start to finish. So, and yeah, go ahead. Why, why, why did this ghost tour you know, fail to deliver in ways that others haven't. So I've been on ghost tours all over the place. I've been in oh, Dublin. Yeah. You're a veteran. I've been, yeah, I'm a vet. Dublin, Boston, New Orleans, Portland, uh, like all over the place. Bath. I've been to tons. Bath. I've been to tons Bath. of ghost tours. Um, and like I said, there's usually like a, a large, like historical element to these things. Mm. I don't know a ton about Bath. Obviously, it was like some form of Roman outpost or whatever. It's a Roman yeah, 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 city. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, there's like tons of like churches and stuff like that, monasteries and whatnot. So, okay, we've got Romans and monks in this town. That's most mm. of what I know about what goes on here. But that's enough to know <laughs> that like none of the stuff that was being like talked about on this like made any sense. So, for example, um, at one point, like one of the first stops we take on this this ghost tour is uh, a supposedly haunted like gift shop and like the store next to it or whatever, right? So like the gift a shop. Haunted gift shop. Haunted gift shop, right? So oh, and, yeah. of course all the buildings in this town are like hundred centuries and centuries old, right? So they built gift shops in places that have been there since, I don't know, when were the Romans here? You're from here. When did they... 1500s, uh, 1600s? Yeah, thereabouts. 1400s. <laughs> centuries. So, Fucking you know, ages ago. If you believe in ghosts and that they stay in a place for whatever right uh, period of time, a gift shop in a building that's been there since the 1500s certainly would make sense, mm. right? They weren't there when it was a gift shop, it was something else. Fine. What kind of gifts are you buying in the 1500s? It wasn't a 1400s. gift shop in the 1500s. Oh, okay, it's a gift sorry. shop yeah, now. Okay. you gotta keep up with me here mark so this and some other joint next to it are supposedly haunted um gift shop with some like you know benign poltergeists and then the other place with something that's like a five out of six on the scale of hauntings right like where people are attacked by whatever's in there so allegedly this place calls in an exorcist to, you know, exercise the place, be like, what's yeah, going sure. on here? So they come, and not only do they exercise the place, which doesn't work, but it manages to get rid of the ones in the gift shop, not the ones mm. that are, like, attacking or whatever. But the exorcist allegedly says, like, oh, this place is actually, it's not one ghost, but it's two, and they're children, and they were murdered. Yep. Now... You'll sometimes get clusters. Yeah, ghost clusters, obviously. Apparition kind of clusters, and that's difficult. Mark, exorcists don't exercise ghosts. This is important. They exercise demons. So Ah, when you have an exorcist come into a place, they'll tell you there is something pretending to be the spirits of children or something like that, but they are not. They are demons, and that's what you're exercising. So a ghost isn't uh, going to I mean, a, a, an exorcist isn't going to come into a place and be like, oh, you've got two ghosts here. They're going to say, you have a demon 
you have two demons maybe that are trying to trick you into thinking there are ghosts here or something like that. Could you categorize the difference? What is the difference betwixt a ghost and a demon? A ghost is a dead person. Person. A, de- a, demon? a demon was never a person. A demon okay. is from hell. so yeah there is no like for an exorcist there's no like human spirit dwelling in a place there could a ghost uh kind of level up could a ghost become a demon no demons are not people they're never people they will never be people they have never been people (laughs) they They are simply demons they can impersonate people so straight out the gate on this thing i'm like well, this story doesn't make any sense. Like, why would an exorcist come in here? Even if he believed in ghosts, he wouldn't try to exorcise them because you can't well, no, exorcise a ghost. Think, yeah, exactly. exactly <laughs> you, yeah. you exorcise demons. So story doesn't make sense out the gate. Then same spot. I think maybe this is where the kids supposedly came from was that she tells us about how there was like some underground trade in which... Um, children were bought for these murder pits in which they were then tortured and murdered. Murder pits. Murder pits. Right. I've never that's pretty that. sensational. If that were a thing... That's a fucking bombshell, mate. Yeah, that's a bombshell. That might come up in uh, Google pits. search. You might think. Sec. Yeah, I, I actually was going to ask you to do this. Please, look for trafficking of children in bath look for murder pits in bath any of this stuff uh that might trigger this idea (laughs) i've just i've just i've just searched murder pits let me just add yeah what what comes up what do you see for for bath murder mystery trail number one bath treasure hunt city tour I think that's what you were just on, isn't it? It's, I mean, it wasn't that specifically. I'm going to guess everything that you see that comes up with this is some sort of tour. One hit, it's the tour that you were just on, and there's fuck all else. Exactly that. You would absolutely know if there were some sort of underground trade of children in Bath where they were just kidnapping them and rich yeah. people were murdering them. It's like a kind of very provincial QAnon, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. It's, like, very benign. Bianon. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, there was another part where, like, you go up this, like, hill, and she's like, oh, you know, this particular apparition, the woman actually called the cops about, right? And so she tells the story of this guy in, like, a top hat and, like, you know, his finery or whatever, walking down the hill, and he's walking too close to this woman. And so she's kind of, like, looking over her shoulder, like, he's too close to me, all this kind of stuff. So she finally turns around to give him what for, you know, and he smells really bad and all that, and he walks through her. Whoa. And she, like, falls to the ground, crying, all of that. Uh, he walks further down the hill, turns and looks and smiles at her, you know. And apparently this apparition is seen both daytime and nighttime if you're alone on that road. So, you know, if you walk down this this little lover's lane of sorts, you might see him. Allegedly. If I'm, yeah, go ahead. If I'm running if I'm running a ghost tour, mm-hmm. I can just make up any old shit, can't I? This is really where I'm coming from on this. So think about this, right? So she sees this guy, right? Runs to work, sobbing, tells her co-workers what she saw why does this broad call the police 
What does she think the yeah. cops are going to do? Well, yeah. <laughs> like, that's my... That doesn't make any sense. If someone walks through me on a trail, what am I... Like... <laughs> I'm like, listen, I get this guy's dead, but I'm really going to need you to do something about these close walkers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? You you can't get the cops to do fuck all about like a burglary or a car right. theft these days. They <laughs> but aren't they're gonna totally going to come for Top Hat. Yeah. Like, fucking what? Mm. Uh, it was just all of the kinds of things that were talked about on this tour. Like, I then went and I like tried to Google some of the things. There was also like, I don't know if the way that she phrased it sounded like it was the same person who saw the top at person, but it might have been a different person. Someone who was like a masseuse who had been working on a fella who was like apparently disabled and like didn't talk during their sessions usually. And then one day was like, I, I was hanged here, you know, 500 years ago and you were there too, you know, of and course. I remember and I've come you from, from a massage. Then. Yeah, I've come for a massage now. <laughs> like, huh. These are all, like, it's just hearsay. Like, all of the stories were basically the kind of thing that, like, when you go to a pub and you meet, like, just, like, a really obnoxious drunk girl, she's like, oh, my God, I, like, totally saw a ghost <laughs> while I was giving a massage. And he told me right. that in my past life, I, like, also was a masseuse. <laughs> you know? So put put this ghost tour, which has let you down so badly, next to, the, like, the best ghost tour you've ever been on. How do they differ? What, what goes, what makes a really, really good like a shit hot airtight this i've got my money's worth ghost tour right okay so like i said i, I don't want to like disparage this per se because this was fun it was a really good yeah. time it was just clearly okay. all made up <laughs> like yeah. none of it was was real at all uh but say like what was a great ghost tour but also that i say is the most depressing ghost tour i've ever been on my, in my life uh was uh the one that i went to in new orleans um, where basically like you're learning a rich history of a city from people who are passionate about that city. Um, and mm -hmm. a lot of shit actively went on there so that even if, um, there's not ghosts of it, like, you know, that like, say there's the story of like a, a guy who used to like, he and his brother like owned the city basically, um, and he like gambled away all his money or whatever, and he killed himself in, in this building. It's like, that happened. You can look that up and find out that that thing actually happened. Or yeah, I see. It's got, the, it's got sound historical foundation. Sound historical thing. Or like the, the murder, um, there's a season three, I think, of American Horror Story is based on a house in New Orleans um, where, like, Kathy Bates in the series is, like, keeping, like, these, like, enslaved people, like, and, like, you know, torturing them in this house and all that kind of stuff. That happened. That 100% happened where this house existed and these slaves, these uh, enslaved people, black people, were being tortured horrendously in this home. It's an awful story. I was like, this is the only time I've ever cried on a ghost story, a ghost tour, as wow. this woman's telling this story. Because it's just, imagine the pain that these people went through, you know, going through this. Look it up. It happened. So you don't mm. need ghosts on a tour like that to still be like, holy uh, shit, okay, there's interesting yeah. history here. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter whether there's going to be an apparition in the window or not. Still... 
200 years yeah. ago or, you know, or 100 yeah. years ago, someone was tortured Whereas in this, this house. This feels more akin to something like an escape room. Yes, they exactly. Just make up any old shit. Right. Yeah. It's like going yeah. to a murder mystery party and they're like, all right, you're, you know, Miss So and so and you murdered yes. this person. Like, that's kind of more what this ghost tour was. And I feel like. Again, I don't know anything about Bath, but apparently it does have like a history of like gambling and sin here and stuff like that. So okay. it seems like there should be <laughs> interesting stories. Uh, I'm certain there. Are. I'm there have to be. Yeah, that. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. That that you could have built a profitable little kind of little business yeah. around without just having to come to the for the bullshit tour, please. Roll up, roll up for the bullshit tour. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so again, I don't want to discourage anyone who comes here from going on this tour because you're going to have fun. You just have to name also them, Name realize. them, Corey. Fuck them. Name and shame them. Who are they? I think it's literally called Bath Ghost Tours. <laughs> it's the thing you find when you Google it uh, here. Mm. And yeah, it's you'll have a good time. They're passionate. They're fun. It's just you're also going to be standing there like me, turning around and being like, ah, that doesn't mm. feel like that makes sense. Was it cold? All. It was very cold. It was cold and it was raining. <laughs> That's not going to have helped, is it? My boots are so muddy, Mark. <laughs> I have kept those pristine and they're so muddy. Did it take you into kind of marshland then or something? Just like a lot of wet grass and like probably unnecessarily. Mm. <laughs> like felt like maybe we could have stood off to the side. Instead of if you're gonna if you're gonna just completely talk shit for like forty five yeah. minutes, do it. How about just like in the middle of the street? Exactly, do it around like W H Smiths or something. Let me quote directly from my notes, if I may. Yes, please do. Fucking look at these nerds. Oh, mise en scène. I don't think anyone has ever said mise en scène in such a horny way before. The way I whispered the word sex cannibal recently. Worst comes to worst, Mark. I'm willing to guillotine you for science. Thank you. That's really, really sweet. It's you cold know. outside, but my pancreas is talking to me. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm gonna leg it. You know how I feel about that, Mark. I think you feel great about it. Uh, I am, I mean, look, you're, you're not a, you're not a, a UK noob at this point. You're a seasoned. Well, you're not, are you? I mean, you've, you've been to, and, and, and this trip to many of you're your going cities. to. Yes, you have. And you've got many more to come. And I'm very keen to know what you now perceive to be the main differences between UK and American people. Not the place. Oh, interesting. Not the yeah, laws, yeah. not the kind of, but the people, but the people you come up against. And, and you've been to a gig, like you went to a gig a couple of nights yeah. back. Uh, so talk to us about what, what do you think are the main differences culturally mm. between Brits and American peoples? Yeah, that's actually a really interesting question this time specifically. And I feel like so yes. okay. The first time I was ever I in the UK. And you're right, I wouldn't I wouldn't have asked you this last time because Yeah. <laughs> we're still, a noob, but you've yeah. you've absolutely been around now. And, you know, I've spent months in Northern Ireland before, you know. Um, yes. so I've kind of like for the past decade plus, fifteen years or so, had like little bits of um experience here. And the thing that I think I've kind of noticed this time is, like, Brits are becoming more like Americans. Like, like the distance mm. between our personalities is melding, like, becoming less now. That's like, interesting to me. 
Yeah, I feel like like Brits have gotten since my first times here uh, a little louder, a little mm. more impolite, a um, little more like or a little less conscientious. Um, things that see, like I usually associate with Americans and what Brits trash about Americans, I feel yeah. like like is a little more normal here than it used to okay. be. Um, and so that's been kind of interesting for me to be kind of like, I feel like people kind of act like us now and that I don't feel out of place the way that I kind of used to like try to like tiptoe <laughs> um, around well, we've been, Brits. We've been steadily over the last kind of decade or so, we've been steadily adopting more and more. Yeah. Of our worst habits. <laughs> Yeah, I'm t I'm talking, you know, uh, gender reveal parties, yeah. proms, yeah. Halloween. Mm -hmm. We've been piece by piece, inch by inch, borrowing so much of the the kind of uh, I don't know populist kind of elements of what you do. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. I guess it was always going to bleed through in our day to day behavior. Who knows? And I think one of the weird ways that I've seen that show up in the past few days that has been super startling to me is people being mm. very openly Brexity out loud in public, um, which I think so even in America we don't you, really you, do. You... Tons. So like the first thing, like this was like, maybe this is not Brexity per se, but like right wingy. Um, when we were leaving the Death Cab concert the other day, there were like a couple yeah. people behind us who were like complaining about like why are like the transportation striker people even striking like they should be happy with what they have and all this kind of stuff oh, okay. that i was like the fuck and then we went to breakfast yeah. the next day also I, this is a very american thing to do but i like turned around glared at them and shook my head and they stopped talking <laughs> so it was oh, just nice. like i was like i'm i can't you gotta you gotta not do this well you know you're not gonna get shot here yeah i know i'm not gonna get shot so i can like be myself here um, the yeah. next day we went to breakfast and there were like some like construction-y guys there in a place run clearly by immigrants. <laughs> and mm -hmm. they were loudly talking about the problems with immigrants coming in and stealing the jobs and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, good. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> we were sitting there like, is this for real? <laughs> like, they're just sitting here in front of people who clearly came here from another country and are serving them their food and they're talking about how they shouldn't be mm. here, basically. Um, oh God, there was something else that happened. I can't. I can't remember it right now. But there was another. There was a third thing that we were sitting there like people just keep saying this shit out loud for everyone to hear everywhere we go. Um, and that was that's been very surprising to me because that is not what I associate with here. You know, <laughs> like people mm. being like very loudly Tory, very loudly conservative in public and i've come across it constantly this trip which is very weird to me yeah i mean having yeah I, i'm i'm in hotels week to week i'm in hotels all the fucking time and uh you know the the kind of paint spattered high-vis wearing uh mm -hmm. you know steel toe cap booted construction lads at breakfast is a permanent fixture in every kind of hotel restaurant every single fucking morning of the week yeah um 
inevitably chatting the shit they chat. But it it's coming out of a fucking coming out of a gig at the Royal Albert Hall. A death cab gig. Like mm. what? That's not the crowd that I imagine sitting there, you know, talking shit on, you know, these very deserved protests that are happening right now, mm. you know? And I wish I could remember what the other incident was because I it was just like that was the moment where I was like, how is does this keep happening? How do we keep coming across people who are saying shit like this, you know? Um, so, yeah, I feel like there's like a one of the things that surprised me is that the differences seem like they're shrinking between yes. Americans and Brits, where it used to feel like it was much more stark. Um, well, even, you know, the 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 few years that we had of Boris Johnson's leadership, leading the Tories, leading the country. Every play was out of the Trumpian playbook. Everything. Right. To the yeah. fucking oh, three absolutely. word slogans to the fucking aiming square for the populace kind of vote. Straight out of his playbook. So, yeah. I don't know, I guess it follows perhaps you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, naturally it kind of makes sense. It's just kind of jarring. To see, mm. especially because I'm so used to sort of like you and your posse and things like that who are not like this. Um, We're a great and I think bunch I've of kind lads, of, Corey. you are a great bunch of lads. And I think mm. my kind of thought process has been that you all are more like the majority <laughs> and yeah, 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 yeah. the like Tory assholes are like this tiny little like loud but you know they're uh, yeah. a tiny portion and to sort of come across this i'm like it's like being in the southern united states you know <laughs> like geez they yeah. just kind of assume wow, everyone agrees with hell. them that's mm. that's a wild uh, to me. it's gonna be very fun to see his mugshot in the next couple of days mm. it's gonna be very fun <laughs> to see his fucking you know his fingerprints on file that's gonna be yeah it's a fun wild situation i don't i have no faith that any of the trump shit is going anywhere or anything like that but at least it's funny like yes it, it is very funny. <laughs> we've got that going for us that will there be consequences of course fucking not but is it very mm. funny yes so that's a plus um but yeah what i will say again i hope so but apparently there's no rules that say that a politician can't run after being uh indicted for a crime so we'll see um we i will say though there are some things that like being here i just immediately love um for one thing that well that's good that's good that, that's what i was about to ask i mean yeah <laughs> all that like, aside yeah all of that aside for one i think the lack of like tipping culture here means that people mm. are more genuine um, and so when you start a conversation with like a bartender or something like that, it feels like either if they don't feel like talking to you, they're going to kind of shrug you off or whatever, or you're yeah, going yeah, to be able yeah, to have yeah, a genuine yeah. conversation with someone and they're not And you just, don't just feel as though they're performing to... They're performing to butter you up to get a better yeah, tip yeah. from you or anything like that, mm, you know? Okay. So, you know, paying people a living wage means better conversation, <laughs> which is nice. Yeah. Um, so I've loved that. Eggs in the UK are so fucking good that I have to eat Just, every egg I come across. I don't understand this. How how can they be? Chickens are the same across the world. 
the chickens are the same. What we do to the eggs once the chickens have them is different, and how we keep those oh, chickens is different. So in America, uh, chickens are grown in horrendous conditions, you know, cramped together in tiny little boxes and all that kind of stuff that are super unhygienic, which means after they lay those eggs, which are porous and thus shit gets into them, they have to basically bleach the eggs (laughs) to make them so that we can eat them afterwards. Uh, And so they put them through all these processes. That's why we have to refrigerate them as well uh, in order to keep the horrendous ways that we treat the chickens from affecting the eggs that we eat. Um, I see. Well, yes, and I I don't claim to be an expert on food standards or regulatory codes or anything like that, but I think I'm right in saying that uh, our our standards in the way that we rear and kill Mm -hmm. and keep and fucking preserve and sell meat fucking products uh, is largely... So much higher. Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. and is, is... I, I, I'm risking being called out on this, but I think is a, uh, a a byproduct of our association with the European Union, I believe. Oh, okay. I'm not entirely sure about that, but I do know that just by virtue of the ways that like your industry is regulated, it's kind of inherently, yeah. you know, as much as can be said this for a meat industry and stuff like that, or dairy and all that stuff, it's more humane, yeah. um, cleaner, yes. uh, you know, it's expected it that chickens basically live eggs. free range. It translates into eggs with this amazing golden yolk. They're so oh, rich in flavor. They're do enjoy an egg. They're so fucking good, and so I've been eating those constantly, um, and just being really happy about that. There's vegan I, I will, options, I will vegetarian say, options everywhere. Even though we're late as fuck recording tonight, and I'm three tins deep, it is very fun to be talking to you. You know, and you're just like, you know, right. 90 odd miles away. <laughs> I want to say like in real time, but it's it's always in real time. But like, yeah, we are. What's the name of your hotel? What's the name of the hotel you're in? It's the Black Fox in Bath. Yeah. Bath. Uh, <laughs> Black Fox in Bath. You are currently. You're one hour and 34 minutes away. You're 79 miles away from where I sit. 79 miles. That's so wild. As opposed to 3,400 on a normal evening. The next few weeks on the Joag will be slightly different from our normal Joag. Because these are Joag travel editions. Yeah. We're going to be... Joag on the road. Joag hits the road. I am yeah. currently uh, in Bath, obviously. Uh, we've, Bath. We're going to be together for a few of the weekends. We've got all different places that we're going to be around. And we're going to figure out different ways to record this podcast while we're doing it. So it won't be our normal sort of our vibe. We have a researched cold open story well, to tell it, each it's other. It's not going to be the high quality, well-researched, oh, wow. okay. professionally produced. I wasn't going to put it that way. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I was simply stating it will be a different, professionally different produced, high quality podcast for <laughs> four weeks um, as we just sort of mess with the format because we're going to be on the road in various yes. ways together, apart, all these kinds of things. We're just going to do things slightly differently in these travel editions of Jack of All Graves as we've just done talking about my ghost tour and whatnot. And yep. Yeah. You're probably going to see a 
you're probably going to get a more raw experience. Yes. Right? This is I think raw, raw joy. This is a this good is way of putting it. Unrefined, unproduced, mm. raw, genuine, real, heartfelt, <laughs> pure, uncut jack of all graves. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get road weary, Joag. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get hot. You're going to get wet tarmac. You're going to get the squeal mm. of tires, blood on the fucking asphalt. That's what you're going to get over these next that's, few weeks, folks. That's a exactly what you're gonna get and i'm feeling very excited about it how about you mark uh look if there's one thing i'm all about it's fucking with the format and trying new stuff and i cannot wait i can't wait to shoot some video with you face to face i can't wait yes. to make some shit out and about that i'm really looking forward to yeah i've been practicing with my new little camera making mistakes mm. things like that but trying to get the hang of you know recording on it getting coverage, all that kind of stuff so that we can make some super Is it fun nice things. and user-friendly? Is it nice and easy to use? Yeah, it is. It's quite user-friendly, quite easy to use. I'm like so uh -huh. amazed by having a camera with a gimbal attached to it that I'm just like, Ooh, yeah, everything's yeah, yeah, so nice. flowy and nice. But you know how, <laughs> so when I'm working, I like to watch yep. those walking videos, like the guy who just walks around London. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. It's good background noise, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so just as I was testing out my camera, I like walked a little bit. So I brought you Girl Scout cookies amongst the, by the way, mm -hmm. did, tell me how, how did that go over? They're delicious. Delicious, right? It brought some Thin Mints. Did you put them in the delicious. freezer? Uh, no, they, uh, they didn't last that long. <sighs> That's too bad. Next, mm. next year, I will have to. Uh, get you some that you can put in the freezer because that's how to really level up your thin mint is. And what do you do? You just do you suck on them or what? What do you do? No, you just eat them like cookies. Uh, yeah, they're just it. The cold nice. and the mint just really. Oh, it's such a beautiful nice. mix. Um, the the uh, just to explain to everyone, you you put together a beautiful kind of almost like a Ziploc hamper. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like a Ziploc hamper of American confectionery. The only one that didn't go down. Well, let me see if, if you can guess. Which element of the hamper do you think didn't perhaps go down so well? Uh, did I put something with nuts in it? I feel like I put... You did. Like like an Almond Joy or something in there. Uh, no, a bag of or baby Boston beans? Baked Beans. Oh, Boston Fuck Baked Beans. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're horrible, but uh, Kia was in Boston. He was like, should I bring anything back? And I was like, grab some Boston baked beans for okay. the Lewis family. Didn't go yes. over, huh? Not so much. I quite enjoy them, so I'm going I'm oh, to give them a home. Yes. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, nobody likes them here either, but for whatever reason, they are <laughs> a tradition that you kind of have to subject people to <laughs> when you get stuff from Boston. Uh, okay, so there you go. But everything else went over well. Very much so, yes. Good. I'm glad. One of my favorite things I saw in there and I had to put in was gummy sharks. You can't yeah, go wrong with yeah, a gummy shark. Um, so all of that was because I started walking to go downtown. I walked from, I parked my car a few blocks from downtown and I walked to go get those Girl Scout cookies because someone had said mm. in the Montclair Facebook group, hey, there's going to be Girl Scouts outside of anthropology. And so I walk with this kind of take in like the library and all the beautiful trees and all that kind of stuff get downtown one of the things about my ehlers danlos syndrome is i walk very heavily <laughs> so like well, my mom's always heavy footed like, kind of heavy yeah my mom's stomp. always like why are you stomping i'm like i have a connective tissue disorder 
I cannot help this. And so I play this walking video back. And instead of being like nice and relaxing, like the guy I watched, just like, stop, 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 stop. Robocop. I was like, yeah, sound like Robocop. I'm like, I can't believe I walk like that and people go places with me. It's embarrassing. No, it isn't. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, you You are quite unlike anyone else I know. That is um, uh, diplomatic. Yeah, yeah, uh, and you know that's that's a big part of of what keeps Joag Fizz in, mate. It's uh, a very good point. Yeah. At at some point during every episode, I will go the fuck in, in, <laughs> internally, <laughs> and it keeps you coming back. It keeps me coming back. It keeps me. Yeah, it at least keeps you coming back. Fucking so. midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, and one of the reasons we're recording so late is because, um, as you all know, I love food. Uh, and mm. so if we find there's like a Michelin star multi-course restaurant somewhere, it is like written that we have to go to it. And so we went to the Olive Tree here in Bath today, the Michelin star restaurant where we had a nine course meal which began at 6.30 and ended okay, at no. just after 10, uh, <laughs> which was amazing. I had many a vegetarian delight and lots of drinks, and uh, it was a grand old time. But that's why <laughs> we're recording very late this fine Saturday night. Well, all the youths are out there partying. Yeah, yeah, and mocking ghost tours. Mocking ghost tours. It's wild to see, like, young people to me and that's like clearly people come into town to party on a saturday night and it's like just all these i'm like oh yeah i remember when i would put on like things that were way too short for like how cold it is outside (laughs) and go and wait Mm. in line for a club or something like that like it's cute you should go you should you should (laughs) wrap up here and get out there get yourself in fact not in a million trillion years (laughs) Nah, I, I, even as I said that, I'm like, fucking hell no, I wouldn't. Like, doesn't that sound like the most miserable thing in the world? Like, how was that ever yeah, fun? Yeah, it does. I can't fathom yeah, I agree. it. <laughs> Youth is such a weird thing. It's like, once you're done with it, you're like, I don't understand why I thought anything I was doing was a good time. Well, that's the thing. It changes. Mm-hmm. The experience of being young changes depending on which generation it is who get to, to, to be young. True. You know, my kids don't have the same experience of being young as I did. I didn't get the same yeah. experience of being young as my fucking parents did. Yeah, I think there's also, you know, class things between your upbringing and your children's upbringing and, you know, yes. things like that. But there are some things that are kind of the same regardless. Like whether you were a, a 20-year-old in 1920 or in 2020, you know, there's still some elements of the like club life and all of that kind of stuff that yeah that's true people were doing (laughs) that once you're 37 once you're 44 uh is exhausting to think about i thought you were older you constantly do think that yeah yeah i i don't know if that's a complimentary thing to tell a woman but (laughs) not 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 physically but in your in your outlook, you have a wisdom beyond your years. Let's go with that. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good save. I feel okay about that. Pull it back. Um, Pull it back. Mark, 
have you seen, have you watched anything lately? Just one oh, thing. No. Oh, Just yeah, one no, thing. Yeah, no, that's right. I'm regretting asking yeah. already. Just one thing. And I don't give a fuck, right? <laughs> I found, you know, that played the fuck out uh, Twitter meme. What's your one film opinion that'll get you like yeah. this? And they were that screenshot yeah, from Tangled. The... Yep. <laughs> the truth is is a bit of pill. Right? The truth is tough. Oh, I do. I, I finally found it. I've never had one of these before, but I've <laughs> I've finally got one. Um, mm. And I I am I've found the hill to die on. I found my my fucking. I found the one thing that I'll fucking cling to. I found, <laughs> you know, the Terminator thumb as I disappear below the fucking lava. <laughs> um, I swear to God. It's got a one point something rating on Letterboxd, right? Mm -hmm. One point something uh, compared to the four that I gave it. Yes. It is universally panned. Yep. People hate it. Yep. And I can't for the fucking life of me work out why I'm the only person in the world (laughs) who thinks that Neil Marshall's 2019 Hellboy is... It's a far better film than the two fucking Guillermo del Toro entries. It's far better. That's an insane assertion. Like, it's one thing to be like, I really like this movie. But how do you come to, like, when was the last time you watched those other ones? How do you come to the conclusion this is better? They're on my shelf over there. They're on my, I'm pointing at them right now. They're on my shelf over there. That doesn't mean you're, I have a lot of things on my shelf. Uh, I, I. I, I don't know how to explain it. I just, I just, it just works for me, right? It's got all mm-hmm. the bits that I love about Hellboy, i.e. you're never more than fucking 30 seconds away from some insane monster shit. Hmm. Uh, you've got this wonderful, you know, the, the, the two sides of Hellboy. He's a badass fucking demon fighting, you know, agent of justice on one hand. And on the other hand, he's a sulky fucking teenager. You know, who who has to keep his room tidy and fucking, you know, keep himself under, you know, uh, hidden away. And this movie does both of those brilliantly. The monster action is fucking great. It is blinding in ways that, whether for budget reasons or for, you know, effects and CG not quite being there or whatever. It shows what GDT's Hellboy tells. Mm-hmm. Right? It is all up there in the yeah. screen. Every fucking five minutes, something ridiculously fucking cool and awesome with monsters happens. And you know how much I love monsters. You do love monsters. I will grant you that, yes. You're a big monster stan. And (laughs) Neil Marshall's 2019 Hellboy, it has all the monsters. All of them. It does. All of them. You know, when you explain it this way... I see why this works for you while you are describing exactly why this movie is awful. <laughs> because that's the thing is it's like, yeah, there's just like constant monsters and there's no story to the, or there's too much story or it's all so convoluted that like. There's loads going on. but There's but... too much happening in this movie. And I remember sitting there in the theater and I was, I cannot tell you how pumped, I was target audience for this movie. Yeah. And I went in there and I was like, I have no idea what the fuck is happening in this movie right. at all right which which must be the 
you know, quite close to the experience of being Hellboy. You've got a load of different cases going on at any one point. You know what I mean? You're fucking mm-hmm. nipping off over here to kill some giants. Then you've got Baba Yaga fucking giving you grief. Then you've got to fucking kill this pig guy. It's super <laughs> funny. I did not find it I don't it know. It, 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 I don't get why so many people fucking hate this really good as fuck film. Yeah, I think because it... Yeah, it's hitting things that you love in a way that you don't mind the thing that's bothering everyone else. So, like, if you're not a person that's, like, passionate about monsters or whatever, what you're watching is something that is very thinly threaded together that doesn't explain to you why you keep ending up in monster fights. (laughs) But surely, surely, even... A thinly held together series of awesome monster fights is worth more than fucking a star and a half. People don't. People aren't just indifferent to this film. They fucking hate oh, yeah. it. This is. I I walked out of this movie, and I the last time I walked what out of a the movie, fuck? I was seventeen and walked out of open water. But I was like, I literally cannot sit through another moment of this movie. Ugh. It was that difficult to sit through. <laughs> I really like Hellboy. I've read a bunch of Hellboy. I really like Hellboy, right? Mm -hmm. I think David Harbour is brilliant, as always. I love David Harbour. Yeah, so do I. One of the many reasons I was primed. The more I see of him, the more I like him. I think he's Mm -hmm. really fucking good. Um, good. He obviously gets the character, like, down pat. Right. I don't know. Right? Rather than having to justify why I like Neil Marshall's 2019 Hellboy. I demand that the world fucking tells me why they hate it because I can't I work it you. out. <laughs> oh, what? But it's a bit thin. It's a loosely strung together series of monster fights that makes absolutely no sense if you're not deeply connected to the character and his lore already. It's like throwing you into the middle of something that you've never read. Yeah, have no it shows you. For. It doesn't tell you. There's stuff that. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, you know, um, you need to be told in movies and to not tell and just keep showing for most people that doesn't work. Especially, again, if you have it no carries you along. like it, it carries you along and stuff that, you know, uh, lesser films would have developed and built over this over time and <laughs> characters. This film just fucking dives in and shows you and throws it at you. And if you don't yeah, get it, I, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. If, if you question it, yeah, it, it won't just, matter in 15 minutes. Exactly, and that you're already attached to the character and what it's trying to do. And it's do. got Lobster Johnson. Now imagine 90% of the people watching this movie aren't yeah. in that position, and you gotta come at it like, that's why. Like, I can get, when you explain it, I'm like, okay, I see why you really like this. <laughs> this yep. That that makes sense to me now when you explain it this it way. It drops you right into the, the fucking reasons thick you of like Hellboy it. in his world. Yeah. The reasons you like it are also the exact reasons why other people don't. It's mm. like two sides of the exact same coin. So it makes yes. perfect sense. I'm like, okay, it seems less crazy now that you say it out loud why you like this so much. It's just, it's also Good. exactly why people don't like it. It's the same things. It's just being interpreted yeah. differently <laughs> from someone who isn't yeah. like, you know, deeply connected to this like that i loved the movies um but i've never read hellboy i love david harbour you know things like that but i'm not as deeply invested so for me i was just kind of like i don't 
understand this. Like, please yeah. give me a moment to catch up with what's going no. on in this movie. No, you and don't get that And it does not moment. happen. You do not get that moment in this movie, which then, <laughs> I, yeah, it just puts you in like such a state of like stressed out that then it's like, yeah, nothing, mm. the humor didn't hit or anything like that because I was just like, what the fuck is happening here? I don't know what this is. Honestly, but, last night yeah. I was I was rewinding bits. <laughs> I was <laughs> laughing away, pausing it at frames. Ah, so good. Maybe I'd have fun watching it with you, you know. But uh, no, you would. You'd hate it. You'd hate it even no. more. <laughs> yeah, maybe that'd just be even worse. It's like Jesus Christ, are you serious right mm. now? But no, now that no, you've explained it, your reasoning absolutely makes sense. Uh, you said this to me last night. I was like, this is unhinged, Mark. <laughs> but I get okay. it. I get it now. Good. What about you? I mean, uh, did you watch anything on the plane or? On the pl- no, I was. Oh, listen, I've got to say, I don't know where I've done it or when, Uh-oh. but I think, I think I've broken the little finger on my left hand. Can you see oh, how that's... swollen that is? Not. No, you I mean, can't. you have your hand over it, so I can't really tell. But no, I can't super uh, tell from here. But that's not the... great. No, it's not. It's bruised. It hurts to bend it. Well, you can bend it, it really, so it's really not hurts. broken. But it, you might have fucked it up a little bit there. I think I did it at the gym. You can't do that thing. You can't do the little pinky sore motion when you broke your pinky. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Internal bruising a little bit or something of that nature. I'm sorry. What? Did you see anything on the plane? Did I see anything on the plane? No, I was working when I was on the plane. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I just just wrote and I haven't... Oh, what I have done is... Uh, do you know the series The Cleaner? The Greg cleaner. Davis. No, no, I do not. So there's singing happening in the street. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, is it kind of boisterous? Yeah, boisterous drunken, boy drunken singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Singing, yeah, which is amongst my. This is another thing I love about Brits. We don't really do this. Uh, we were in a pub in Greenwich the other night, and all of a sudden, from like one of the back rooms, just singing coming out, harmony, all of it, and we were just like, "Fuck, this is so good." Yeah. Um. Uh. So the cleaner, Greg Davis stars as a crime scene cleaner. So he goes into homes, uh, where murders or businesses where murders or accidents or whatever have happened, and he cleans up mm. after them. And every time he goes into these places, he meets someone, and you know, over the course of this thirty minutes, they talk to each other and shenanigans unfold in one way or another so like i think it's the first episode helena bonham carter has murdered her husband and when he comes in to clean up she now takes him captive when he realizes that she's the killer you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but other ones it'll be something like where like they have like a deep conversation he has a deep conversation with someone and they like emerge changed or he's often sort of fucking up people's lives by saying something to them that causes them to reevaluate their life in ways he didn't mean Mm -hmm. to and stuff like that um and so I, I kind of liked, I, like, I thought the first season was fine, but someone named Shonid, thanks Shonid, left her um, BBC login on this TV in here. And nice, uh, nice, I nice. watched the entire second series today, and it's so good. It was just, it's an absolute delight. I mean, I'm like a giant Greg Davis fangirl. I watch Taskmaster constantly, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I love him. Um, and. Yeah. The second season is funnier, it's more heartfelt, it's, you know, 
uh, gorier in some parts. Um, it's a lot of fun. So, you know, if people are looking for like a nice little, like a, if you like the, um, I don't know, optimistic tone of Ted Lasso, but want something that is more vulgar and bloody, I recommend <laughs> The Cleaner. It's a good time. Okay. Six episodes per series. Uh, I was delighted earlier on today to see just one single tweet uh, that somebody posted, uh, which asked the question, what is one show that you think the rest of the world is just pretending to like? Mm. Somebody responded with Ted Lasso and I almost fucking punched the air. Except you haven't like really watched Ted Lasso. So, well, I got I got about a third of the way through season one and turned it off because surely at that point... you said you watched two episodes. Yeah, how long's the season? Twelve episodes? No, okay. Well, yeah, okay. Two or three episodes. (laughs) That's that's enough, though. That's enough to decide if it's for you or not. If it's for you, maybe. But it is a... You watch that show, you can tell exactly why everyone loves it. Okay. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Clink. (laughs) Clink. (laughs) um yeah so that's about all i've watched that and i've watched taskmaster that has been everything for the past week uh i'm in gaming heaven at the minute oh nice i'm just in that zone where i am just there's a, a particular game which i'm just immersing myself in and fucking loving it those couple of days when you know a game that you're sort of enjoying, you f- fucking get its tendrils into you, yeah, and yeah. you you just start to fucking love it. That's that's the zone I'm in right now with Horizon Forbidden West. I am I am right at the beginning of a fucking passionate love affair with this game. It is fantastic. <laughs> I'm somewhat jealous because we did talk about that last week, and I was still struggling mm. through Tunic, and I think I ended up playing. Like, that's ten... won some awards this week, don't you know? Tunic has? Yes, it was the uh, yeah. video game BAFTAs this week in London. I and don't. I Tunic don't caught my eye because I know I'd heard you speak about it. Let me tell you what. Uh, Tunic won uh, Artistic Achievement Award. It is beautiful. It's a beautiful game. Oh, there we go. I will give it that. Yeah. Um, and people do generally really love it. Jason loved it. Ben liked it a lot. Um, I hated mm. it. And I played so much of it, hoping that eventually it would it would hit me. And I'm sure like, it won more. Yeah, here we go. It won artistic achievement. It won uh, best debut game. Hmm. Okay. And that's it. Who's the studio? Does it say? I'm sure I can dig up that Maybe. info. Uh, Tunic development team. <laughs> Great. Okay. Fair there enough. You go. go on, uh, go on, boys. <laughs> but yes, I'm jealous of your gaming because that was such misery for me. Um, oh, and for the beautiful. next month, I will not be playing any games. When I get back, I'm it's just like I, like, I'm enjoying Horizon so much. I'm, I'm enjoying it even though it's hurting me. I love it when it hurts. Mm-hmm. It's one of those. I, I, I'm sure I've spoken to you about this before. Unlike when you know Mario Kart shoots you a fucking blue shell mm-hmm. just because you're in first. Um. Horizon is difficult, but it's always your fault when you die and you know you could do yeah. better next time. Yeah, and that's I think we were discussing this the other night when I was like deeply mm. frustrated by this about how 
the thing that I don't like about Tunic is that I don't, it's not quite the same thing as, you know, Mario giving you the shell just because you're in first or whatever, but it also doesn't feel like I'm in control of getting better. Like, so when I die, I feel like it's because the the fight mechanic is too slow, you know? Like, how yeah, am yeah, I yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to move around things that they move at normal speed and me, yep. I move like a slug, you know, <laughs> things like that, where it's mm. like, it just feels like no matter how skilled I get, how good I get at predicting things, movements and stuff like that, at the end of the day, my character moves too slow, the, you know, switching weapons is a giant pain in the ass and people can, and bosses can kill you, enemies can kill you while you're switching your weapon and it's not intuitive. I just having such a shit time with it. All of, all of that stuff is doesn't happen by accident they're all deliberate choices yeah exactly this is on purpose and a lot of people Mm. enjoy it i am just not that person i need to i need to do some button mashing i need to just like fight the shit out of something so when i go home that's for sure gonna be a thing but mark this week uh you came across something that we decided to do uh for our sort of main event that yep. sounds like a, fun, a lot of fun. I haven't looked at the link at all, so please. Well, good, good. Talk about it. I'm excited to see so, this. So, uh, super casual. Maybe I thought, hey, maybe you want to get to know your hosts a bit better. Yes, dear sure. listeners. Jack of all Graves, fucking galaxy. You you wanna you wanna get to know Corey and I a little better, perhaps. So what I've got here, what I've found here, is uh, some fucking website. Here we go thoughtcatalog.com right good old thought catalog just all the good people at thoughtcatalog.com mm. what a fucking great bunch of lads uh here in this article we have 39 creepy questions to get to know someone's dark side i'm gonna spin a random number generator between 1 and 39 and i'm gonna ask you a question from this okay. list and i want your honest and heartfelt response okay and then you're gonna give yours too right Exactly. Beautiful. All I right. Feel great about here we this. go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Get a random number here. Twenty-six. Right, Corey. Okay. Let me ask you. If. <laughs> oh boy. If the opportunity presented itself, uh-huh. would you secretly watch someone you fancy get undressed through their window? No. <laughs> Not at all? No. No. What about if you'd never be caught? No. I don't think so. I'm like trying to, like, I'm deeply trying to imagine this situation. Like, are we next door neighbors? You're George McFly. You're in the tree. You've got the Yeah, right. You're never going to get caught. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think I would just feel too weird like i don't okay here here's where a, a situation maybe i'm trying to like think of like is there like some way this would happen if like yeah. i accidentally saw someone undressing or something like that i can see myself yeah. maybe kind of like then not being able to take my like like out of the corner yeah, of my eye okay, keeping on okay, glancing okay, okay, or something okay. like that but i don't think i would yeah. intentionally spy on someone undressing who didn't know that i was there yeah, intentionally is the is yeah. the, the load bearing word there, isn't it? Right. Like You've a thing a happens, thing. then it's like then you're kind of like, oh, and then I'm trying to look away, but like, you know. But yeah. I, I would not creep on someone, I think is the It's way. also a no for me. I thought about it. Yeah. 
as you were as you were explaining your reasoning and no i would not do that either okay yeah. that's good um, that's a good start we're good people yeah that's a great start we will only that's creep on you start. if you consent to us creeping on you if <laughs> and then it's not creeping on you then it's consensual that's true then well, it's know, kind of role play creepery and that's another yeah exactly like entirely. in like a cool sexy way all right here we go number 15 uh nope that one's shit number 18 oh, okay. here we go all right do you think death by drowning or death by electrocution would be more painful i was thinking about this yesterday not the comparison mm. but i was thinking about death by drowning um mm. it's one of my uh, of all of the lists of ways to die drowning is is up there of the ones i would i, I do not want to drown i would hate it interesting because mm. now theoretically i think the same thing however Drowning is supposed to be an extremely peaceful way to die. So I've heard that said, yes. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that because I hate the panic of like feeling like yeah. I'm a, I'm drowning. After the panic and the choking and all that kind of thing subsides, yeah, it's just apparently kind of then oxygen it's death, really nice. It? Yeah. yeah. So I feel like it would be a matter of the time it took. Like electrocution. Yeah, yeah. I've been electrocuted. I don't like it. Um, and if that took the same amount of time as drowning or even if it took like a minute you know like yeah yeah i think i'd rather drown than that way back in the early days when we spoke about botched executions we know that electrocution is it's awful and the movie we both hate the green mile you remember when he doesn't put like the sponge on the guy's head you know yeah 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 it's like horrifying so i don't know i think i think probably electrocution would be worse what do you think? Okay. Uh, I think electrocution would be worse. Again, based on everything I've heard about drowning. Yeah. When you commit to it and give into it and just chill and lean in. Yeah. Nice way to go, perhaps. I I would not want to be electrocuted to death, no sir. Yeah, I was in I was in like the I went to a spa yesterday and I was face down just floating mm. in the in the pool and I was like. I could die like this. This wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Things I think while relaxing. <laughs> Can you see why my anxiety is so high? <laughs> a little bit. I'm so relaxed right now. That's I could the die last like thing this. you should be thinking when you're having yeah. a massage. Do they have like whale song playing and everything? <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking yeah. about how I could die. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, 25. Um... If there's a hell, do you think you're going there? I think you should answer first this time because I feel like my answer guides it partway. So you got to start. There's a lot of ifs and a lot of buts here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if Depends on why there's a hell. Exactly. What are the criteria for landing you there? Yeah. Because I think when you weigh everything up, you know what I mean? When you've got the yep. fucking balance sheet and you've got the plus and the minus column. I think when you weigh that all <laughs> up, if you judge it all on the outcome, mm-hmm. on the final fucking EBITDA, you know what I mean? If you, on the final fucking profit and loss sheet, <laughs> then I think I'll get away with it. You think you're good. You think you're I think I'll get away with it. thrown into the pit. I've tried my best to fucking live according <laughs> to my values. Yes. I've tried my best to raise good people 
True. You know what I mean? It's got to give you points. Yep. I work hard. I don't fucking intentionally hurt anyone ever. Yep. Maybe I've done some fucked up stuff. <laughs> but it's always been... I think it's always been at my own expense. And right. for a yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. That makes so, sense. So, uh... If, so you're if, not if the no, if the criteria is are you basically sound, then yeah, I think I'll be all right. Yeah. So <laughs> if the criteria is that, I think yeah. I'm pretty good. Like I feel yes. like what you said. Like I, yeah, never hurt anyone intentionally. Kind to people. Nope. I feel like I yep. try to do the best for the world that I can. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know. Yep. So I feel like. As a person, if you you balance my ledger, I think it's mostly going to be positive. Yes. Uh, if we're going from a Christian hell perspective, of course I'm going to hell. Well, exactly. Yes. <laughs> if it turns if out on, that the actual did you worship enough? Even well, and that's not even it. You don't have to worship or anything. You could like never go to church or any of that kind of stuff. But uh, I don't accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and no. therefore doesn't matter what good i do uh mm. i'm going to hell so <laughs> luckily we both know that it's balls yeah, don't we? there's no such thing as hell so it's fine okie dokie we got <laughs> five corrigan <laughs> which oh serial killer do you <laughs> find the most fascinating what serial killer do i find the most fascinating that's a really mm. good question i think i i bring up richard kuklinski a lot uh, I don't believe I know the name. Iceman. You know, Iceman. Okay. So he was a mob um, hitman, essentially. But that was almost like a side thing to the fact... It was like a way for him to murder because he really liked murdering. Um, oh, and so it was like he just loved having a job that gave him a chance to do his passion. And so yep. he was very creative about it. I've talked about it because he did like the rat torture thing as such. He like would bring people wow. to this cave where he would then like cover them and stuff that attracted rats and all of that stuff and let the rats like slowly eat them alive, um, which gave the rats a taste for human flesh. Uh, and so, you know, made the rats really bitey and things like that. And I think like mm. there's a lot of interesting serial killers out there. But I think I come yes. back to this one because he was also like, you know, not a good family man. Like there's a movie about him that apparently makes it seem like he was like, oh, what's su such a double life? He was such a nice guy to his family and all that and then went and murdered. No, nah, he was a terrible dad and all that kind of stuff. Uh, mm. But that he like had this double life and that like his passion was murder and that he found a way to do that <laughs> for a living. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think that's why, like, he comes to mind for me a lot. It's like, there's just this dude who just really liked murdering and found a way to, like, almost legitimately do it. Which, I don't know. You've you've got a kind of hat off. <laughs> like a begrudging respect for, like, yeah. except that, no, not really. That's, yeah. Okay. It's awful, ruined lives. But what about you? Who's your most uh, interesting? I one? always go back to Big Ed. Mm. Uh, big Ed Kemper, of course, yeah. So self-aware and articulate, mm. and just completely frank, disarmingly yeah. open and honest. Yeah. Just from a physical, you know, perspective, the guy, this fucking huge, 
column of a fucking man. Right. Um, uh, you know, as erudite and as fucking articulate a fucking killer as you could ever hope for. Um, <laughs> right. It's a weird phrasing, you know? but yeah. Well, and also, yep. I think one of the things about Richard Kuklinski and Ed Kemper is that they've talked at length about themselves. So, like, there's, like, mm. a three-part documentary you can watch on HBO that's literally Richard Kuklinski talking about himself. And Ed Kemper, obviously, there's tons of stuff of him talking about himself and why he did the things yep. he did and stuff like that. So yep. I think that makes both of them particularly compelling, too, because most of the time you're wondering compelling is exactly like, the word yeah like why did, why are these people doing this like all this kind of stuff and they have explicitly explained to us why yep. they did what they did and how yep <laughs> uh okay we continue let's see do 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 number 15 uh if a big if here if you were a necrophiliac, oh God, <laughs> uh, which celebrity would you want to dig up and violate? Oh my God! Wow, thought catalog. This is. I, I want to act like this didn't come to mind as quickly as it did, but hmm. let's be honest, it's Paul Newman. Oh wow! Paul Newman never, at any point in his life, wasn't hot, and I feel like he's probably even a even hot corpse. Even in death. He's Even still, he's, he's still probably he's, he's probably so hot. sexy. You could dig him up. <laughs> he would smell like his fucking ranch dressing. <laughs> he would smell like exactly. one of his sauces. Yeah, like forever hot. It's gonna be my necrophilia is gonna be aimed at good old Paul. Hmm, interesting. What about you? Uh all of oh my god. I've got to. I've got to speak about what Owen said to me about Katy Perry. Okay. <laughs> Fucking hell. So. That's so good. Uh, it was either yesterday or the day before. Owen and I were in Tesco, which is for our, for our American listeners, is you know like a huge supermarket chain here in the UK, and we're walking past an advertisement with Katy Perry on it, and I go, "Oh, there's Katy Perry, lads. Yeah, there's Daddy's other wife." Uh, and Owen says to me, "Dad." That's a parasocial relationship that you've got there. He's fucking. <laughs> he's nine. He's it's nine so years old. Good. It's so good. <laughs> I love Owen. What a kid. As do I. Yep, he's awesome. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Can I maybe rephrase the question? Which celebrity throughout no. history? No. Who would I dig up? Fucking hell. Yeah, you don't get to... I didn't get to change it, All right, so... all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Goodbye, England's rose, the oh queen of hearts. <laughs> yeah? Oh, the yeah. fucking Diana Spencer. Mm. That's who I would dig up. That's who I would dig up, and I would I fucking photograph myself. Oh, no. Wow, yeah. okay. Now it's getting... <laughs> And I'd send the photos to the Daily Mail. Wow. That's what I'd do. Okay. Sir, that went, you went from being like reluctant about it to like just going in. <laughs> Properly <laughs> leaning in. All right, here we go. Uh, number 10, Corrigan. Which horror movie monster do you think is the deadliest? Oh, Jesus. The There's the word that's doing all the lifting there. Deadliest. Not the, the coolest, not the most cinematic, but the... The deadliest. 
That is a very tough question. Yeah. So I'm trying. Well, like, I mean, I think it has to be something like Gojira. Yes. Godzilla just like steps on buildings. Gojira. Yes, he does. Right. Like, so you don't even know the death toll that is happening. You every can. Single is step there? It takes. Is there an early warning system for Gojira though? Is there like an alert? Yeah, like everyone gets like there's a tornado thing mm. and everybody gets out of the way before he snaps through. I don't know. I'm just going to say before that was developed or whatever, it feels like he would have stepped yes. on a lot of people carelessly. So I'm going to say Godzilla is the okay. biggest killer of horror movies. What about you? Okie doke. Uh, let me ask you, how many things do you think we all as human beings globally have in common how many things do we have yeah. in co- i don't if know, you could Mark. pick is there one thing that every human being across the fucking world has in common doesn't matter where you're from doesn't matter how old you are doesn't matter if you're you know if you're fucking whatever color you are whatever fucking sexuality gender where you're from in the world one thing everybody has in common I, I don't know. We breathe. You gotta sleep sometime. Ah. Uh, you okay. gotta sleep I should have seen sometime. this coming. Yes, indeed. Freddy Krueger is the deadliest movie monster because you can't outrun him forever. You're mm. gonna sleep sometime. He's gonna fucking get you. This reminds me of a. Where did this come up? This was like a one of those like would you rather questions. I can't remember if I saw it on Twitter or something I was mm. watching, but. Let me try to put it to you. Um, it was something like, would you want to live forever, right? And yeah. and be like, it was like you get a billion dollars and to live forever, right? So you're going to have all the money you need to live. But there's a catch. There is one snail that oh, if it snail, touches yeah. you, yep. you die. And it doesn't move faster than a normal nope. snail. It's it always a, knows where you are. But it always knows where you are. And it's mm. always coming for you. And if it touches you, you die instantly. Would yeah. you do it? Yes. <laughs> You'd go for it. You don't care about the yes, I would. pursuing snail. Yes, I would. It would make life so fun. <laughs> You're just always in make... the amazing race, basically. Always. All the time. I would... I would... I would I would find the snail, in fact. Fuck him. I would look for the snail. And I would stand before him and always just be a fucking step or two ahead. I would embrace that life. Amazing. All right, let's do another one. Uh, all right, so Corey. Do, 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 do. Ooh, fuck. Would okay. you rather... <clears throat> would you rather... I'm 14 Would you now. rather... <laughs> <laughs> would you rather go to Bath... Would you rather murder three innocent children mm-hmm. or watch three of your loved ones die before you? Innocent children. Oh, Easy. God, really? Yes. You'd, <laughs> you'd murder with your hands. With my hands. Okay, I guess. Three innocent I was children. looking at it as kind of like uh, both were dying in front of me, not that I have to murder. Um, 
one you have and not to, the you, other. You have to cause their death. You have to you kill have to them. You have to cause their death. Or you're passively watching. I, yeah. I Listen. I always feel like we have this thing in society about how like kids need to be protected or whatever and all this kind of stuff. But kids don't have a full life yet. <laughs> and adults oh, leave wow. behind people that they're responsible for and have to take care of and, you know, who have known them their whole lives, who will be destroyed by it. And so, again, in a scenario in which three people have to die one way or another, uh, yeah. I think the three loved ones or adults of any kind are the more important people to save than the kids because there are people who rely on them and... Uh, you know, have a mm. whole web of things, whereas children aren't as important. Do you not think that the <laughs> you've already lived a load of your life? That you're taking more from the kids than you are the the, the people you love, the grown ups. No, because a kid doesn't know what they haven't lived, and no. an adult does. Oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> you you only know how much you've already experienced. Uh. And so you are taking more from an adult and from the people around them than you are it's incredible. from a child. <laughs> it's incredible. We found something that we have the exact opposite viewpoint on. I think most people have the opposite viewpoint of me. That is very much how society is structured. Kids are to be saved. Adults are not. Uh, all right. One more. Are you going to... Explain yours. Well, no, I would. I would obviously <coughs> save the kids. I would not murder three children and rob them of like seventy, eighty years but of life. The ages weren't specified. So, what if who's in front of you uh... is Owen, Peter, and Laura? You're right that the people aren't specified. Yeah, it doesn't say they're not children. It's merely not. Strange right. so children if, you don't if know. If the question then, if the question <clears throat> is, would I rather murder three innocent children or see, you know, my fucking family die before me? Yeah. Fuck them kids, man. I'm going to kill the, the children. <laughs> right. They are, like, you know. That's what I'm saying here is like. The implication is that they're strangers. They're three children who yeah, I don't they're know. Three kids you don't know versus three people. Or they're three kids that I know but don't love. Yeah, I guess maybe it could be that. Right. For all intents and purposes, there are three children who do not matter to you in your life, even though, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. every life matters. Versus every three people. child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your own yeah, children. Yeah, I'd kill the kids. I'd kill the kids. <laughs> all right, last one. Let's let's. Here we go. Number got. seven. Uh, let's make it a good one. All right, here we go. If you were trapped on an island... Would you rather resort to cannibalism or die of starvation? Cory, you're a vegetarian. True. Um, this depends, right? You know that I don't have any interest in surviving like an apocalypse or something like that. I don't really yes, want to I be in a this. situation this. like this. However, from like a like moral or ethical standpoint or whatever, like say we're all doing fine more or less but people have died for whatever reason mm. but their flesh is edible uh yep. 
I would say I would eat the people. Yes. <laughs> 100% the same. I would gather like some wild berries. Uh, Make a nice reduction. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, a jus. Mm, mm-hmm. Like a reduction. I would boil it down on like a palm leaf. Yeah. Uh, I would get a, a nice shank, you know, like the top of a leg. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I would get that on a on a stick, on a spit. I would turn it and turn it and turn it and slow, low and slow, mate. I would fucking roast that shank low and slow. Mm, <laughs> We're yeah. at the point where Maybe it's not simply down... a survival thing. You're kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the rescue boat is like, Mark, Mark. Come on. Shut up. It's on, nearly buddy. done. <laughs> We, we've got this is nearly cooked. <laughs> you want some of this? <laughs> uh, I think you know where that's going. Yeah. Friends, let us know yeah, oh, your yeah. answers. Uh, hope you've learned something curious. about us tonight. I know. Well, I, I think very much so. Um, might be yeah. some surprising answers in here. Let us know if you're surprised. Let us know what you think, where you agree, disagree, what your answers on these kinds of things would be. Because we love to yes. hear your unwholesome thoughts. Always. <laughs> and friends, we are looking forward to this month spending a oh, yeah. real Joag journey with you as we do these travels. You're going to see some shit this month, folks. You're going to hear and shit. see all manner of fucking weirdness this month so i hope you're looking forward to it as much as i am yeah and uh most of all i hope they do one very important thing mark what is that stay spooky in bath (laughs) and everywhere else